podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Az, I am here on my own uh, today. So none of the usual back and forth banter that I normally get with the likes of Sam and Janny uh, and Mark and people. I'm going to try and wing this on my own. I'm not a huge fan of these solo streams. I don't know how uh, Let's Talk Andy does it, uh, for example. Um, kind of just feels like I'm talking to myself, really. Uh, but that's kind of what I've been doing for the last sort of couple of hours, really. I've been talking to myself uh, about different options on the on the on the wild cards. Looking at game week 31, we've got some news of doubles now, so we know who's going to be doubling in in 33. I think it's looking a little bit poor that week. So I think we need to be thinking about whether we want to wildcard um, and, and look to bring in some of those players so we can get through it and use the free hit a bit later or whether you're going to free hit in that week or maybe you haven't got any chips left uh, at all. So you won't be thinking about that uh, in any way, shape or form. You might be thinking about bench boosts. You know, there's still lots of different strategies for people to to kind of consider. But what I'm going to do in this video is just try and talk through um, kind of what we do know um, and have a look at some of the kind of key players uh, going forward that you might want to pick uh, on your on your wildcard. So yeah, let's try and make this an interactive one. Uh, loads of people in the chat already, 110 viewers. Hi to everyone listening on the podcast version as well. Uh, a bit later on, uh, we've got Fergus Bolton, says hi as. Uh, Jay Payne calling me Billy No Mates. Yep, that sounds about right. Uh, the Roxby saying, have some banter with us, pal. Well, I'll try to. Uh, you're a little bit delayed, so it's quite hard to have banter when you're kind of listening to me about, well, 30 seconds or something before I, after I've actually said it. So we're going to see what that. Uh, Catton says Havertz versus Mount. Choose one. Yeah, we will try and cover that um, as best we can. Uh, right, let's just go through uh, kind of what we do know. So this is the Fantasy Football Scout uh, ticker. You've got Burnley right at the top uh, with the double game week to come against Manchester City and then Everton and then another double game week in 33. Uh, so the only team at the moment confirmed with two doubles uh, that we know about. But obviously, we know that other teams are going to double um, at different at different times, uh, you've got Leicester. Then, uh, well, I would say a tricky away fixture at Old Trafford, but you never really know with them. But then it's a really nice run of fixtures for Leicester. So Palace, then the double in thirty three, really good looking double with Newcastle, Everton. Um, they've got Villa, Tottenham, and then they finish the season with with three brilliant fixtures. Really, Everton, Watford, and, and Southampton. So straight away, looking at that and thinking of the likes of Barnes, Madison, um, potentially Vardy if he if he comes back. Um, these are the kind of guys that we might be. Are looking to get, and then you've got Arsenal in third. A really nice run of fixtures. See them probably into the top four. I'd, I'd say. I think they're the odds-on favourite now to get that. Uh, Palace, Brighton, an okayish double against Southampton, um, and then against Chelsea, and they see out the season with United, West Ham, and then again the three really nice fixtures in 36 to 38: Leeds, Newcastle, um, and Everton as well. And we're almost certainly going to see them double. Uh, with Spurs in either 36 or 37. So it's going to be, uh, you know, two double game weeks for Arsenal, really good run of fixtures, and then the then the two doubles. So they're going to be a team that we, we look to invest in quite heavily. Uh, and then down the bottom, you've got Villa, right down the bottom of the list. Uh, trickier away match at Wolves, and then Tottenham, and then a blank. And then you've got Leicester. Then you've got three good fixtures, Norwich, Burnley, Palace. And they finish the season with with Man City. It's that confirmed blank, which is tough. And then the, the game they're going to have to be rescheduled is going to be Liverpool as well. So when they do have a double, it's not going to be that pretty. Although it'll be Burnley and Palace and then Liverpool. So could, could, could not be OK if it, if it gets dropped into the right game week. 
as it doesn't get dropped into 38 but they play City and Liverpool um, second from bottom you've got Wolves uh, they got a good run but obviously they've got the blank as well and their rearranged game is Man City so a really tricky one uh, they've got Norwich in 37 looks nice uh, and some, some decent fixtures I, I still think they're probably a team that you probably want to jump off at this point if you're if you're wild carding um, but if you've got a couple like me you know Villa Newcastle uh, and then a blank sort of sandwich between that that blank um, and Burnley sorry sandwich between that blank probably isn't too bad Obviously, you know, with Chelsea and Liverpool in the final three uh, weeks and then that double with, with City, it's going to be, you know, sort of hard to, to invest in them. Uh, and then Leeds as well. So Leeds have got, again, a, a good run of blues. Uh, Southampton, Watford to come, but then the blank. Uh, and then they've got Man City and Arsenal kind of in those final few game weeks. So it's it's a it's a funny ticker, this, because you look at the teams down the bottom, you look at Leeds and Wolves, you know, right down the bottom of the ticker, but actually they've got good fixtures around them. So again, it's this question of do we focus on the single game week uh, players or do we you know really try and, and tap into these this double and I think Chelsea is, is a really interesting as well so Chelsea are slap bang in the middle of the ticker um, along with City uh, to the other team I want to talk about um, they've got a really really nice fixture run I mean Chelsea you know have got Brentford Southampton Everton Watford all to play Man City have got Burnley Brighton Watford Leeds Newcastle you know these are these are fantastic games and they're gonna double as well so you don't want to completely ignore them um, on your wildcard sides and people aren't ignoring Chelsea but I do wonder if maybe they're ignoring Man City um, a little bit uh, to their peril so anyway that's the that's the ticker uh, what's everyone saying in the chat let's skip Bayless as is the goat of the FPL community for that rank I'm not unfortunately FPL mate is slightly ahead of me uh, which is very annoying he free hit this week so I need to make sure my, my free hit uh, catches him uh, up uh, field FPL Leicester still in Europe could be rotation yeah I, I don't really know what 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 Rogers is, is going to do whether he prioritises that, that conference league uh, or whether he, he goes for it in, in the Premier League I mean it's a couple of good results now for, for Leicester I think he's going to want to finish as high up the table as, as possible um, you know Madison I think is, is probably a, more of a worry for me if he, if he does decide to, to focus on, on Europa because I just don't think Madison has got has got the ability to play two games a week at the moment, whereas with Barnes kind of is proving that, that he can do that. Um, you know, they've got centre-backs to come back as well. I wonder if there's going to be a change in shape too. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I think the likes of Amate and um, you know, my, my boy Amate uh, and you know even like Luke Thomas and stuff, we're going to see Castagna coming in, Pereira, Justin's there. We've got Evans on the bench for Farner to come back. You know, loads and loads of players to come in. So... Yeah, really, really tricky with, with Leicester. I, I still think Barnes is, is the one. Um, and we're going to talk some stats about him um, versus Madison uh, as well. Madison off to a good start, outscored Barnes uh, in the in the blank. But we'll see kind of if that can continue. Um, so moving over to Lego Mane stuff. Lego Mane is absolutely amazing at this. Really nice graphic stuff um, that he does. Check out the article on Scout as well. Uh, you can see this. Uh, in a bit more detail, um, but essentially this is kind of how the, the fixture landscape is is looking at the moment. So 31, obviously we've got this double, if you can even call it that, of Burnley uh, at home to Man City uh, and then at home to Everton. And you've got Everton with two away matches against West Ham um, and Burnley. I mean, the likes of Veghorst is, is going to be popular, maybe maybe Pope as well. Outside of that, it's really tricky to know who to, who to go for. I, I sold Anthony Gordon um on on the uh well last week I could have kept him for this but I just thought I just wanted to get Barnes in place um sort of going forward and Everton just so easily beaten in the cup again it's it, they just don't look a team that, that we can massively invest in 
Um, if you look at the 33 as well, you can see our doubling teams. Uh, you've got Man United, Leicester, uh, Arsenal, Newcastle, Southampton, Brighton and Burnley. Now, I really don't think this is a particularly exciting double game week. Um, I mean, you've got Leicester there with, with Newcastle and Everton, but really you've only got two players that you can consider, I think, personally. You've got Madison and Barnes, that's it. As I mentioned Vardy earlier, I mean, he could be a real kind of differential if, if he comes back and we get him, but he's, he's so expensive. And you think you've got Salah and Kane, and then you've got your money kind of tied in elsewhere. Do we really want to be risking for that? Can he even play two games in, in such short space of time? I don't think he's going to really be a factor for us. Uh, and most people are going to be able to get Barnes or, or Madison sort of fairly easily. So that's less, that's the best double um, sort of covered. Most people have got Arsenal players, two or three Arsenal players. So you've got that game covered. Newcastle, Leicester at home, Palace at home, decent. But who'd you get? Ryan Fraser, Willock. You're not probably not going to go into the defence. I've got Dubravka, who I'm, I'm probably quite happy with. But, you know, that's not going to be kind of the be or end or is it? In a, on a free hit team. Um, Southampton have been really in really poor form. They've got Arsenal and then Burnley. We've seen Broya sort of come out of the team. Che Adams, Wall Prowse has been disappointing. There's not too many options there. Maybe a defender, a Livramento or someone, but again, not a huge amount. Brighton, you just want to avoid completely. Uh, Burnley, really tricky with, with their rubbish. <laughs> Red course, maybe, you've got him. Uh, probably one of the best strikers to get between now and the end of the season. They've got West Ham and Southampton. And then you've got United, you know, the best game imaginable, Norwich at home, and then Liverpool away. So that could be the, the if you're going to free hit, you probably want to go quite hard on, on United. Maybe get two players of those, maybe get Ronaldo and Fernandes, something like that. Go go against the likes of Salah, who's playing United and, and, and uh, Kane. But, I mean, Kane's playing Brighton. And we're rubbish. So do you really want to use your free hit to go hard on, on United? I don't know. It's To me, it's it, it doesn't seem worth a free hit, that, that double. I'm going to probably have around eight players anyway. And I'd rather save that, that free hit um, for 36 and 37. Because if I show you the next graphic, which is this... Um, so it's a little bit blurry, uh, but essentially the blue um, squares, and sorry if you listen to the podcast, I'll try and explain this as best I can. Uh, there's blue squares between 36 and 37. And what they symbolize is basically there's a free midweek um, for sort of fixtures to be to be rearranged. Um, so what we're going to probably see is, is uh, sort of doubles across both of these uh, weeks. And we have potential for some really nice ones to kind of be dropped in. So Man City, for example, um, they've got Newcastle in 36. They've got Wolves away to be rescheduled. That's more than likely going to be dropped into 36, giving them a really nice double to target. So if you're not loading up on um, City players, uh, you know, for the wild card, you don't have to really worry about it. You can you can just get those in the free hit in 36 if you've still got it left. Um, it's the same with Liverpool as well. So Liverpool in 36 has got Spurs at home uh, and then they've got Villa away. So decent looking double for, for those teams. You know, those two teams are so far ahead of everyone else uh, this season that to me, you know, you can you could even potentially go without three Liverpool um, and then go into 36 and then make sure you've got sort of Robertson, Trent and uh, Salah all in place just to kind of really target that. Um, and then if you look at the potential FA Cup postponements, these are going to be more postponements that we potentially see well, we're going to see more postponements based on who gets through in the next round of the FA Cup. Uh, so Man City, kind of everyone's expecting them to go through, but in a really tricky game uh, against Liverpool in the Cup. I fancy City in that, but I actually fancy Liverpool for the league. So that'd be uh, interesting. But if City go through, they'll have West Ham to be rearranged. If Liverpool go through, they'll have Southampton uh, to be rearranged. Uh, if you look at Chelsea as well, uh, Chelsea are going to be favourites against Palace. They're going to have United to be rearranged. If they go through, uh, Palace are going to have Villa to be rearranged. 
um, as well. Uh, so, you know, this is this is going to be an interesting time, these last two game weeks. I think if you've got chips, uh, especially with a free hit, I think you want to be saving it for 36, 37. Now, the bench boost, Mogamat Williams in the chat asks about the bench boost. The bench boost is a really tricky one. I think the bench boost is, is best used in, in 33. Um, the tricky thing is, who do you actually get in on the bench boost? And when I show you some of the, the wildcard teams I've put together, putting together a decent-looking bench boost i'm finding really really tricky uh to do i think the likes of sort of like someone like ben white in 33 is good uh you know he's, he's kind of only 4.5 i think you know if you if you've got a bench like me with like amate on it he's, he's probably not even going to be around um at that point i think someone like Dubravka's a, a good buy good someone to have on your bench you know with those two home games um in 33 um but it's annoying because wolves obviously don't have uh, a game at all so you know Players like Eight Nori, Huang, uh, Jimenez, if you've still got him, you're going to have to get rid of those if you're going to be bench boosting. And Villa as well. So if you've got cash, maybe you've kept on to Dean, uh, maybe you've you know held on to Watkins or Coutinho, all, all of these players, um, you're not going to be able to bench boost those at all. Um, and the same with Leeds as well. Leeds haven't got uh, a game. So Rafina, you're able to get him. So you're going to have to make some changes, I think, if you want to get a decent bench boost out for this. But if you've got the wild card, these are the teams that you probably want to avoid. Um, you want to avoid Wolves completely, you want to avoid Villa, uh, and you want to avoid Leeds, just so you can make sure you can get a decent-looking bench boost out. Okay, let's take a look at some wildcard drafts. Uh, what I did was I went on Twitter, went went on Scout, I just asked people to post the wildcard drafts that they were thinking of uh, doing, head of 31, uh, and there's a pretty strong template emerging, which you know isn't, isn't like the community at all, is it? Uh, so the the community team um, that I kind of found was something like this. Uh, it was Pope in goal uh, with Foster on the bench. It was Trent, Cancelo and Rudiger with White and Amate on uh, the bench. You've got Havertz, Saka, Kulosevsky, Barnes and Salah. And then you've got Kane and Veghorst with someone cheap like Gelhart uh, on the bench. Or if you could have a little bit of extra money, you could go up to Kucho, who now is for some reason like one of the most popular wildcard players ever because he's got a couple of goals but probably won't even be around uh, for too much longer so this is pretty similar to the kind of team that, that i put together when i was uh, just thinking about the kind of wildcard that, that i'd look for um it's interesting that the pope is favored over ramsdale now um, there's quite a few schmeichels in there too looks like ramsdale's lost some of his favor uh, obviously he's got this bit of an injury now we're not really sure what's going on with that and people are trying to tap into the doubles um, ahead of that. I think if you're not wildcarding, I think most people are, are going to be on sort of Ramsdale or Saar. So I think you can roll the dice a little bit and, and maybe go for one of Pope uh, or Schmeichel. I quite like that um, idea. Cancelo's come back in. So Cancelo has been sold by a lot of people uh, who haven't, you know, haven't saved the wildcard for this 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 stage. They've had the blank. They've had some tough fixtures. Uh, they got the nine points against Palace, the people who kept him, and they'll be delighted to kind of have him back. But I sold Cancelo a few weeks ago. I'm now wondering if that was a, a really bad move, considering the run that City have got between now and the end of the season. More is certainly going to have Cancelo back at some point. Uh, it's just, how do I do it? How do I move the funds around to, to make sure I've kind of got him in? Uh, I'm going to talk a bit about Laporte in a little bit, but Cancelo really is a, a sort of a prime target uh, of mine. Um, Rudiger was an interesting one. 
So Cancelo was the only player. I think I looked at about 20 teams. Cancelo was in every single team uh, that I looked at. Uh, the Rudiger-James sort of debate was was a bit more split, but I think it was about 70-30 in favour of, of Rudiger. Uh, I guess people just don't want to risk James when he's back from injury. He's, he's broken down pretty quickly. Um, but to me, I, I think he's worth the risk. I think if he, if he comes back in, um, sort of, you know, if if he's training kind of during the international break and he's he's in he's in line with starting thirty one, I think he's the one that you want between now and the end of the season. I think he just comfortably outscores Rudiger, even if he gets less minutes. So yeah, it's James for me. There's a few people who are considering dropping um Trent as well, so going for Robertson um over Trent. I saw a few people with uh, Matip as well over Trent. Lunacy <laughs> to me, he can't be losing Trent. I'd be very, very reluctant to drop Robertson as well. He's been doing really well for me. Um, I think uh, Matip is is a good option to partner alongside him. But yeah, I think if you're taking Trent out, you're you're losing you're losing it a bit. I mean, he'd been taken out, I think, by about four or five. I mean, obviously it's a small sample size, but I think about four people are, are taking him out. So people obviously considering it. I wonder if they'd actually go through it if he's uh, if he's fit. Hi everyone, just taking a break here to mention this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's a better H-E-L-P. We all know that everything that's going on in the world is putting a strain on all of us and reaching out to speak to someone is a good idea uh, if you are struggling. BetterHelp is an app that can help improve your mental health and you can match with your own licensed professional therapist within 48 hours. It provides a secure online platform for professional therapy who have a broad range of experience and this might not always be available locally to you. Uh, it lets you do this from your own home through video or phone sessions at times that suit you. You can even log into the app and send a message to your therapist 24-7 who will reply with a timely and thoughtful response. Note that it's also more affordable uh, than traditional offline therapy and there is financial aid available to you too. Uh, if you don't get on with your therapist, you can change therapists for free. Note that this is a US app, but there are clients worldwide, over 2 million of them. Uh, but do bear in mind of the time differences if you do decide to sign up, uh, you can visit the website, which is betterhelp, betterhelp.com. Uh, you can check out the reviews, betterhelp.com forward slash reviews. Uh, there's people who've said that they love it because they hate going uh, places and they don't feel comfortable um, doing so, but they, they've they you know felt really good doing it through BetterHelp. Uh, other people have said that they're quick to respond to their messages, kind and understanding, and they feel comfortable opening up um, over the app without a fear of being judged. So if you like the sound of that, you can get 10% off your first month. Just go to betterhelp, betterhelp.com forward slash scouts. That gets you 10% off your first month and you can join all the people uh, that are using the app. Uh, midfield. Midfield, I mean, this is literally, this is literally the most template midfield you can get. I think everyone... Everyone sort of covers this midfield quite a lot. I think everyone's kind of moving towards this midfield. There's a few players who are maybe, you know, sort of creeping in. I know, you know, Son owners were rewarded, for example, and they're not featuring in this five that I'm about to, about to share. Um, the likes of Gordon, who I had, maybe a few people went for him. But really, people are looking at Salah, Saka. They're in almost every team that I see. Kulosevsky, he was in 100%. Of, of these wildcard teams. Uh, Barnes or Madison, one of those two. A lot of people bought them in last week, but people are going to be getting those sort of going forward. And then Havertz or Mount for that for that Chelsea mid spot. So really, really sort of template. It's really hard to know how to differentiate this midfield to try and get ahead. I think you could be looking at Martinelli over Saka potentially, but I still fancy Saka to outscore 
Marcelli sort of going forward. I think obviously you've got Madison over Barnes, you've got Mount over Havertz. But really, there aren't too many players that I think can really kind of break up this this really strong template. Um, you know, we, we're talking about the likes of Rafina maybe and 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 uh, Coutinho, but with that blank in thirty three, um, it, it's just not that appealing. And then I look at some of the other other sort of teams and, and players, and you know, Foden I think is someone that can come in. I think City going to be playing their strongest teams. I was surprised not to see a Man City mid, but it's again it's hard when you haven't got. Uh, when you when you've got Kane and Salah taking up kind of so many funds, United is just completely out of it. No Ronaldo's, no Fernandez's, no defenders, no De Gea's, anything like that. Sort of going forward, so there really does feel like there's a, there's a kind of a small pool of, of players to consider. Even someone like West Ham have just gone completely uh, to pot lately. Bowen's out, Antonio hasn't been scoring. Yarmolenko was doing well, but was out of the team. There's no one that you can really consider um, from that unless you go for like four nows or Ben Rama. But you really can take out one of these five for that. I don't know. I think it's going to be really, it's going to be really tricky to to go against this 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 kind of core five. Uh, and then up front, you've got Kane and, and Veghorst, and it's and it's really hard to argue against either of those. I think you need Kane going forward between now and the end of the season. The the you know the form he's showing, I think he's he's miles ahead of Son uh, now, and obviously Son takes up one of those five midfield spots. Or I think he's so strong, you could maybe go Son over Kulusevski, but then you've got a downgrade elsewhere. I just think that's four point five million. It's going to be really hard to. Hard to find. And then you've got Vekos with all the doubles. And you look around at the striking options. You know, you look at like the likes of Tony, Lacazette. Um, you know, Puki was, was featuring quite a few teams. Maybe a, a, a bit of a left field shout, uh, you know, for people. You've got Broya, obviously still, still people still holding on faith that he's going to become a left field option. Uh, no comment from me on that. Uh, che Adam, someone like that. But they're not exactly expiring options. And, and Cucho coming in. It's going to be really tricky. So, yeah, that, that's the kind of that's the kind of template. I read it out again. It's Pope, Trent, Cancelo, Rudiger, Havertz or Mount, Saka, Kulusevski, Barnes or Madison, Salah, Kane, Veghorst, and then on your bench, Salah, White, Gelhart, and Amity. That is your template wildcard team, everyone, uh, for this season going forward from thirty-one. So enjoy it. Uh, my team's a bit different. I, I put mine together, but obviously I've got to keep this kind of bench boost. Um, in mind so my team's uh, I mean it's it's pretty similar I'm not going to lie I'm keeping faith with Ramsdale in goal I think they've got great fixtures to come and and doubles coming up and and decent looking doubles as well Uh, I've gone four at the back I've gone James Trent Cancelo Laporte I think Laporte could be Matip as well I think you're going to get value out of both of those Um, bear in mind I'm not wildcarding this week I've used the wildcard so this is just kind of the kind of a uh, team that I'd, I'd be looking at, at getting. Um, in midfield, I'd go for Mount. There's n- not much in it between Mount and Havertz, as I'm going to talk about in a sec. I purely went for Mount on it because I couldn't afford Havertz with this team. I think Havertz is, is probably the pick that I'd go for if I could afford either. Um, but Mount, uh, I think, is, is completely fine. And then, sorry, it's Saka, Kulusevski, Barnes, Salah. I, I just can't find any way to argue against those four. And then Kane up front. And then... You know, a bench of Foster, Cucho, Broyer and White. I mean, that would likely be what I'm describing as my optimal bench boost team. When I do that, I don't know. I'd maybe do it in 33. I think I'd probably have to. Bench boosting two Watford players and Broyer and White. It's not exactly inspiring, is it? But it's it's really hard to know. I mean, even if I take Laporte down, for example, to Matip, that saves me one million. What do I do with that one million? I can't put Cucho up to anyone. I could maybe put Broyer up to Veghorst 
or white to a five five, but there isn't exactly a huge amount of, you know, of 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 stuff to do there. Like it's unless you downgrade, make quite significant downgrades elsewhere in the team, it's really hard to know where you're gonna invest that extra money. I mean, you could put James down to Rudiger, Laporte down to Matip, Saka down to Martinelli. And that gives you maybe 2 million, 2.5 to, to strengthen your bench. But then you've got a much weaker first 11, I think, going forward to the end of the season. So like I've said for a few weeks, I'm just not sure the bench boost is, is really, it should be a massive factor for us. I think as much as I, as much as I don't particularly like him, I think Broly with, with the game in 33 um, is, is kind of a, a decent, the double in 33, sorry, is, is, is a decent option. He's the best of the, the six or under million strikers by a kind of, you know, country mile. Cucho is there at five, but I don't think he's going to keep his place. But who else you get? Gelhart. It's you know he's probably not going to either. And then at four five, I'm just looking at Arsenal's kind of last few fixtures, and I'm thinking there probably isn't a better four or five option than than Ben White. So yeah, it's a bit kind of blech, isn't it? But that's kind of where I'm where I'm sitting with this. Um, but I mean, this this team, I would imagine this team does does very well until kind of the end of the season. Um, it's not hugely different from the team I put together, but only wildcarded a few weeks ago. I think the beauty of this is, is you shed all those Villa and Wolves players that a lot of people might be sort of clinging on to, um, and, and the same with Rafinha as well. Um, you know, and you, you get in the likes of Mount, Cancelo, Laporte, James. You know, you've got these players that you can kind of look towards the end of the season. Um, that's probably going to get some some decent points. Uh, Nuke Chapman says, like the stream for his solo efforts. Yes, please. The problem with these is I just talk so much. My mouth gets so dry. Hopefully listening to me rambling on uh, isn't too bad. No one's complaining too much. So I'll just have a drink and then I'll carry on. Ah, nice. Uh, Harry Dawson says, Schmeichel over Ramsdale. Yeah, I think maybe you, you can differentiate your team a little bit here. I think I said earlier, I think Rams, you've got Ramsdale, you've got Schmeichel and you've got Pope. Um, if you really believe in the extra doubles, then obviously Schmeichel and Pope are the ones to go for. I just think Rams, uh, Ramsdale is playing for a really, really solid Arsenal defence. Burnley and Leicester are still shaky. That goal that uh, Leicester conceded was really annoying, especially when Amity Cummins came in uh, for me um, on the wild card. So, yeah, a bit a bit sort of frustrating with that. Um yeah, I, I like them. I mean, this this might be where, you know, if you are sort of 100k, 150k and you're looking for some some options to kind of, you know, try and be a bit different. That's where the, these goalkeepers come in. But again, I'm trying to find players to recommend who I think could be kind of real options for us between now and the end of the season. And I really think we're working with a small pool uh, here. And just to really kind of rub it in, I tried to put together a, a free hit 33 um sort of team and this was kind of the best I could do uh, it's Ramsdale in goal uh, with Southampton and Chelsea and then it's Laporte Cancelo Trent so that's bearing in mind there's no double game week defenders there and I'm just looking if you look at, if we look again at these um, at these doubles in 33 you've got United with Norwich and Liverpool Leicester with Newcastle Everton Arsenal with Southampton Chelsea Newcastle with Leicester Palace Southampton with Arsenal, Burnley, Brighton with Tottenham City and Burnley, West Ham, Southampton. I just can't see any clean sheets for those. I mean, New Leicester are probably the most likely, but I just don't know who, which defender to, to invest in. Maybe if we've got a Fafana back around then, is he can definitely going to play both? 
I'm just not sure he is. So maybe it's Michael that that kind of is is the kind of double gate player of choice. But I would still, you know, be favouring Ramsdale. I think um, with the saves he makes with that Southampton away uh, match. Um, but yeah, really tricky. Uh, and then I've gone for a bit more with, with the doublers sort of elsewhere. So Fraser uh, with Leicester Palace, Saka with Southampton Chelsea, Madison with Newcastle Everton and Barnes a double up on the Leicester attack. Uh, Salah with United. Ronaldo is in there with Norwich and Liverpool and then Veghorst with West Ham Southampton. So, you know, I'm looking at this and thinking I've really got kind of one, two, three, four. I've got, you know, four or five of these players in my side already. I've got other doublers who are okay. I'm just not sure that that it's worth it's worth doing it. And particularly if you're wildcarding, you're going to be wildcarding into, well, Ramsdale, Trent, Cancelo, Saka, Barnes, Salah, Veghorst. You're going to have seven of these players anyway. So I really think avoiding the free hit uh, this week, uh, in, in this week in, in 33 is, is probably the, the right play to go. Uh, Josh Jefferson asked about Castagna. Yeah, I mean, Castagna's good, but there's competition there, isn't there? I mean, is, is Luke Thomas who's not going to play anymore a left back? He's, he's played kind of so many minutes for them over the season. He's a young player, really highly rated by the Leicester fans. I mean, he could go over to the right, but then over the right, you've got Justin and you've got Pereira um, that can both play out there. So I, I would just, I would just avoid the lesser defenders completely. I, I just don't think we we know who's gonna who's gonna be who's gonna be playing in this. Um, Harry Dawson asked about Ziyech. I like Ziyech as a as a punt, but who does he who does he oust? Who's he oust in, in the wildcard team? If we if we go back to the community team, um, I mean, are you are you gonna pick Ziyech over Havertz or, or Mount? You might do if all three were kind of guaranteed to play, but you've got to bear in mind there's Champions League rotations. He just had his injuries. Um, I don't know if he's, you know, if he's the best option of those three. He's probably the bottom of, of the three that, that I'd pick. Um, you could maybe go for the double up, given how good Chelsea's fixtures are. But then who do you get rid of? Saka, Kulisevsky, Barnes, and Salah. It's really tricky. I mean, you'd say Barnes, but the, the doubles, so many doubles to come. I think Barnes is, is the one. To keep, so yeah, I, I love Ziyech. I would love Ziyech to be an FPL option. Um, he's someone I've had in my team for a couple of weeks last season. He did really well for me. I think he's a top player. I rate him so highly, but I just don't think he's going to be an option for us uh, between now and the end of the season. Um, Fergus Bolton says this is why I like thirty-three for the bench boost. The mediocre players with doubles are kind of ideal bench boost players. Yeah, exactly. I think if you've still got the bench boost and the free hit, you avoid the free hit in 33 and you look to get out a, a bench it's going to be tricky for me though because I want to invest in Chelsea and I'm going to have some Wolves players and like Amity so I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it um, it might be that I, I save that, that chip to right to the end of the season and, and just using a single game week but ideally I'll be avoiding using the free hit uh, for sure um, and finally, what was my final thing? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I just thought we'd look quickly at two of the decisions because, as I said, I'm, I'm finding it so hard to to work out exactly what we sort of what we can do to differentiate our, our sides. Um, I think the kind of the, the two biggest calls here um, are, are the Barnes versus Madison move and the Mount versus Havertz. So I just thought I'd get some data up from Scout just to kind of show this. So this is Barnes and Madison um, over their last six matches. This is from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. So check it out uh, if you haven't already. Um, really nice stats in here. So kind of heat maps as well. You can see Barnes getting really close now, really dangerous on this on the left-hand side to the two points penalty area. Madison still loving these deep um, rolls that where he takes the ball up. Sort of 
touches all over the pitch, kind of just shows you a bit kind of of, of what he's about. Um, if we take a look at the kind of FPL points, generally speaking, Barnes outscores Madison. Madison is, is a very streaky player. He can go on a run of, of scoring goals or run of blanks. Barnes is a bit like that as well, but has been a little bit more uh, consistent uh, this season. Uh, the minutes for FPL point is actually better for Madison though. Madison's played less minutes and, and comes on, but over this period, Barnes has outscored him. And I think minutes are something that we need to factor in with Madison. Um, although his minutes per point is better, it means Madison's being subbed off early um, or coming off the bench, which is what we're going to see more, I think, with this injury that, that he's kind of got. Not much in it in terms of XG over these last six. Uh, 0.2 for both. Um, assists is favouring Barnes, interestingly enough. 0.2 to 0.1. Um, so, you know, double the double the expected assist that he, he's got. Um, expecting goal involvement is Barnes again. 0.4 to 0.2. So the kind of stats point here towards Barnes being being the kind of better option. Um, what I did find really interesting was this baseline bonus, though. So if you look at uh, Madison compared to Barnes, because Madison gets the ball so often and because he passes it around so much, his baseline bonus is much higher. So if both players score, Madison is double the amount, double the chance to uh, to get bonus um, as well. Uh, look at this though, penalty area touches. So this this goal threat is is one of kind of the key metrics for me in terms of how uh, how involved a, a player is. So you can see it from the heat map here. Uh, but if you look at how many, uh, basically Barnes is touching the pen, touching the ball in the penalty area five point five times a match on average. Madison zero point eight. So he's getting less than one touch in the penalty area the game. And again, if we look at goal attempts. Uh, 2.8 from Barnes, 1.8 from Madison. Goal attempts in the box of Madison, 0.3. So his shots are coming from outside the box. We know that with Madison. That's what he does. You look at Barnes, goal attempts in the box, 2.2. So he's having you know, more goal attempts, and those goal attempts tend to mostly come in the box. Much more dangerous position for him to be scoring. I love Madison, don't get me wrong. But all of this stuff points to uh, Barnes for me. Uh, the one thing that... We haven't got to consider, though, is from uh, Desire as well, which is about set pieces as well. Uh, so Barnes does have a set piece threat. You know, he, has a, he has an attempt from a set piece at once a match. Kind of about the same as, as, as Madison, to be honest. What Madison has got, though, is the corners. He takes all the corners uh, for Leicester. I just look at these stats. I look at Madison's injuries, and I just think, long term, it's got to be Barnes. I love, I love you, Madison, but... I wouldn't be surprised if you've got another injury between now and the end of the season. Um, Leicester have shown they can kind of cope without it. They're a better team within the side. But I just can't see Barnes being switched out. He's, he's so important at the moment to, to how Leicester play, especially with Vardy out uh, as well. The other two that we can talk about on the player comparison tools is their Mason Mount and Kai Havertz. And look at that. There's just nothing in it uh, between them. Uh, the price are different. Havertz is up to 79 Mount is 7.5, so it's a little bit more. I can't get Havertz in one move. I would need to take a hit to get him. Um, so there is obviously that to, to kind of think about. Um, if you look at minutes per FPL point, uh, this is over the last four matches. Yeah, because obviously then we're after that, we're going right the way back. Uh, so this is when basically Havertz has been playing kind of out of his, out of his skin, really. Uh, so his XG is obviously higher, 0.6 uh, to 0.3. Uh, minutes per FPL point Havertz is 10.3 to 12.8 but actually if we look at some of the other stats I mean Mason Mount um, double the assist um, potential expected assist 0.2 to 0.1 uh, 
Um, and if we look at touches, taking the ball uh, more, he's got a better baseline bonus, 9.5 to 1.5. And that tells me that Havertz, if Chelsea win big, Havertz needs multiple returns to get bonus. Um, I think that's a really low baseline uh, for him, whereas Mounts is much higher. Uh, he gets that from things like pass completion, which is really high. Uh, recoveries he gets as well, uh, much more than kind of Havertz does. But penalty area touches again is kind of key metric. Uh, double the amount for Havertz compared to Mount. And that's the role that Havertz is kind of occupying uh, for that side. And then again with Mount, you've got the set pieces, just like we talked about before. Um, so it is, it is tricky between them. Um, I think given the threat that Havertz has in that role, I think Havertz is, is the one that, that I'd go for. Uh, I think Mount, there's more chance of rotation with Mount as well. I think it was interesting that Mount missed out in that Champions League, uh, in that really important Champions League game. Didn't play at all. He's still first choice for Chelsea, but why didn't he play in that match? He played a lot of minutes before, but wasn't saved for that game in a game that was really, really important to the club. Um, and Havertz has, has ousted Lukaku. I just, I can't, if Lukaku comes back in, it's not going to be at the expense of Havertz. It's going to be to include them together. Havertz plays, he's 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 their, arguably their best player kind of at the moment. Uh, so I would, I would favour Havertz if, if you can do it. For me, is it worth the minus four to get Havertz over Mount? And that means a downgrade elsewhere. I guess it depends on what that downgrade is. If I can better prepare myself for 33 and going forward, uh, then maybe I do it. But I don't think it's a bad option to go for Mount over Havertz. I just think if I was on a wild card, I would probably pick Havertz instead. I think that's it from me. I hope that has been useful. Uh, it's going to be one of those ones where I think we all get quite jealous of, of people's wildcard teams. But like I keep saying, I, I really, I feel, I, I didn't feel great about the blanks. Um, I had a really good feeling about that that double, uh, which was, you know, probably the best game week I've ever had uh, with the last Chelsea double. But I, I don't feel strongly about the 33 double at all. So unless something dramatically changes, I would be saving that free hit later if you still got it. Uh, if you haven't got it, then obviously you don't need to worry and you can just kind of get in who you want. Um, but I, I think this is this is a good week to to wildcard, and I think if you if you get in your you know if you get in your maybe a double city defence or you get a, a Matip in there to to partner alongside some of the others, and you get in the likes of Havertz and and, and players, you're going to be ahead of the curve. You're going to be getting people in that that a lot of people want. You don't need to be massively differential in your selections. And like I said, I think it's quite hard to pick out some really key ones that can you know push you on and that will outscore kind of the more popular picks. So that's it. Thanks for watching. If you've enjoyed this, uh, give the video a like on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. There's a few more videos planned uh, this week. I'll I'll be sort of having a couple of guests. Janny's going to do a video with me. Uh, Tom, Ted are going to come on. We're going to look at the uh, title race, the City and Liverpool options, uh, predictions for that. We're looking at top four race, Arsenal, I guess Chelsea are clear, but we'll include them anyway. Spurs, United. Uh, and we're looking at the relegation battle as well, see if we can uncover any gems. So maybe there will be some gems uncovered during those videos. Uh, I won't be too pessimistic. But thank you all for watching, and see you soon.